that's um oh, don't tell me oh i even know the rebuttal to it what's the rebuttal <laughs> go uh uh, the reason I didn't look at it because I've seen it before. It's uh, 1974's The Mac with Richard Pryor. Ah! <laughs> now, what's the name of the movie? Oh, if I can only remember. Oh, True Romance. Jesus. There you go. God damn it. <laughs> One of my more favorite movies, if you will. That is actually a classic. Yes, it is. So, before we go on air, I, I just... You, you you need to try golf. <laughs> you, you really got it. Let it go. I can't. I can't <laughs> because, because I keep thinking about that time I told you my mother hated Spike Lee. Your, mother, your mother hated who? My mother hated Spike Lee. She hated it for years. She always hated Spike Lee. Never knew why. See, and then I asked her, so why do you hate Spike Lee? She said, well, I think his movies are gross and you know, he's just not a good guy. And I said, well, which ones don't you like? She said, I've never seen a Spike Lee movie. And I told you that, and you said, how can anybody not like something that much or someone and they haven't seen anything they've done? And I liked that to you and Gotham. How can you hate it so much and you haven't even seen one episode of it? I like Batman. I like the world it sets up. I don't want to see a show... Where he's not in it. There's the same reason I didn't really like Smallville. Superman with no Superman. I don't See, give a shit about his high school years or his or his uh, uh, his awkwardness in asking girls out. I, and Gotham's more of that. And a bunch of... I don't give a shit about the city or the villains, how they became villains. It's not even about that. It's about... Gordon and his, his him trying to change the city and how the city basically tried to break him down and in the end he I haven't seen it all but I'm guessing that in the end even he realized that he can't be what this cesspool which basically is hell needs well, and well, that's it, when it, he shows up at the end now I'll give you this Gotham is I, actually supposed to be Detroit well, it's well because it could be Detroit. Well, I, I mean, I think that's what the they they said that's the city they had in mind when they created Gotham, and Metropolis was uh, New York. It was New York, right? And, and um, Spider Man's actually in New York, so. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'll give you this about Smallville. Chris loved Smallville, and he watched every episode for ten years. He kept trying to get me to watch it. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't, it doesn't sound good. I watched it. And guess what? I hated it. I watched two episodes and I was just like you. Chris, tell me when he flies and then I'll turn it on. This is bullshit. Tell I me saw, when he fucking flies and then I'll watch it. This is ridiculous. I, yeah, I saw maybe a dozen episodes, including the very last episode when you finally see a really poor G- CGI yeah. Superman flying. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I. I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't give a shit about Gotham. I just don't. And see, but and I, under, and I can understand that, but it, it's, it's just, when I sat down and watched it, it, it just, it made me realize that they made this city, they showed the city, like I said, before Batman, you know, it's basically the three crime family. Uh-huh. Uh, the Baronis, Falcone, 
and uh, Jada Jada Pinkett Smith's character, Fish, uh, whatever her name is, um, fighting for control of of Gotham's you know soul and its money and power, and then this rookie detective shows up and throws everything into chaos. I mean everything. And you're watching one by one as they're introducing a lot of the characters that are supposed to be in Batman's rogues gallery. Like Poison Ivy, she's got to be like nine, maybe ten. Selena Kyle is actually in this in this version of Gotham, is like Bruce Wayne's friend as a kid. She gave him his first kiss, which I thought was a very interesting take on their relationship because you kind of wondered why they ended up so close. And I guess in this universe, that's why they've been lifelong friends. Um, and then and then you have uh, Cobblepot, whose family wasn't rich. He was just some low-level dude who managed to work his way up into Jada Pinkett Sinkett, uh, Syndicate. sorry, And he ended up getting beat up by them because he turned on them. And that's why he has that weird walk with his foot sticking out. Yet now he screwed everybody and he's moving up the chain. He basically, he's almost got Jada Pinkett killed, even though we know she's not going to die. But watching his rise is impressive. And now they're based, now they're in Arkham. And they, and Arkham is the place where everybody's fighting for. The three families are fighting for control of Arkham because Arkham is like 200 years old. And it was one of the things that Thomas Wayne was trying to make into a middle health place for everybody. Now, the best part that I like is that we're starting to think, just like that show, that uh, that video game movie you never watched, the Telltale uh, of Batman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I started I to watch it. it. It's like forty hours. Oh no, I know, I know. It would literally. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying you didn't watch it. I get why you didn't. It takes forever. But the point of it is, is that I think they took some from that, or that took some from this, because I think that was a hit on Thomas and uh, Thomas Wayne and his wife by one of the families because I think Thomas Wayne is part, is the fourth family. Oh. I think the Wayne is the fourth family in this. I'm not sure yet, but we're getting heavy hints that he was keeping everybody in check because he was a bad motherfucker. And Bruce is digging up shit about his parents that he does not like. And like I said, Alfred is a bad motherfucker, boy. <laughs> he was whooping some, some, some ass terribly and I just couldn't stop laughing watching this tea drinking you know proper English talking motherfuckers slapping people around it was like watching that dude with the glasses from uh, the Kingsman fight you oh, know you okay, know yeah. fighting but then he shows me like damn you a bad motherfucker man you want to give him some depths and the whole thing is like I'm almost at the end of season one and that dude Monaghan I think it's the dude you were talking about who plays the Joker yeah. I read some reviews about him and they said his iteration is just brilliant of the Joker and I'm mainly watching it to see that I gotta see how he pulls it off because on that thing I have where it lists each Joker like the first one was the you know the uh, the maniac and then uh, what's anarchist and blah 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 well you know he's he's the ultra crazy one he's beyond all of them as far as brutality and crazy and whatever and I, I just can't wait to see how he has a take on this and they're also showing different people from like uh, like remember Zaz the one who kills all who's like the serial killer kills all those women yeah 
he works for Falcone as a as a uh, strongman, and he's only got twenty eight scars now. I'm like, wait, didn't that man have like hundreds and hundreds of them? Oh, he's really young. We got him at twenty eight. He just took this fucking box knife and said twenty eight after he killed this cop. And the cops are so fucking corrupt. Maroney literally walked into the police station and told them to let one of his people out. And I'm sitting there thinking, could you imagine that today? A a, a mobster so powerful, he walks into the Detroit police station and grabs somebody in custody and says, yeah, uh, he coming with me. It, It just... It, it's 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 really a great world so far. Now, where I do give you credit for, I don't know how this thing is going to go five years. Yeah, you know, I don't know how it's going to stretch out that long without without me seeing bad because I know Bruce disappears at one point, just like he did in the comics, just like he did in all the movies. You know, there's a like Jesus, you know that that mysterious years where he's gone you know learning how to be Batman or learn how to be the son of God or whatever right and he's gonna he's gonna vanish and I'm like at that point what's gonna carry the show because right now little Bruce and his dealings with his father's parents murder and watching Gordon fight the corruption is carrying the show and I'm like how are you gonna do that when when the boy is gone I'm not I'm so confused and when I get there I have a strong feeling I'm probably gonna turn it off you know, just go to the last season. You know, those middle seasons. I don't think I'm watching. But right now, I'm really, really intrigued. I, I'm really enjoying myself so far. It's just a different take on Gotham, and I love it so far. I didn't think I would, but I enjoy it so far. Well, all right. Well, uh, you tell me how it turns out. So far, I don't. You've told me so much. I don't have to see it. So, uh, <laughs> well, let, I'm only told about the first twelve episodes, dude. Yeah. Well, well, now we're now we're we're, we're, we're give me uh, daily updates when you finish it. Oh, fuck <laughs> you! And fuck you again for thinking that I didn't watch the Fast and the Furious. How dare you? You didn't watch I the ones I told you to watch. watch. The, well, I love those until they made that stupid turn. Now, I love the fact you, that, the that, film But that's what we were talking about. Is that you have to see the turn. They're actually more fun. They're way more ridiculous, but they're more fun. It's just, it is the 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 fifth or sixth one. The first one where they interject the rock. That is literally the, the that is like the Avengers before the Avengers, because because you're watching all these powerhouses get together and just been the the laws of physics and lo- and logic <laughs> and uh you got plot points that come out of nowhere but they do have a resolution but it's just ridiculous it's just fun i mean you, I you could know, say man. you could say they're bad movies and you could say they're great movies and you know both people would be right <laughs> i mean that's just well, at least you at least you say that, you know. That that's the only that's your only saving grace that you're willing to admit. And some people would think, "Oh, this is a pile of shit." Oh my god, you know, it's like get, your Transformers get, movies. Those movies are straight hot garbage, but for some reason yet, you still give them your money because you like it. Fast and, and the Furious. So do millions of other people. Well, same with Fast <laughs> and, and Furious. I mean, no, same. I know. I'm just saying. But I think what my problem is with the Fast and the Furious, to be hundred percent. 
is that I love that first one so much because I saw it about 15 times. I love the first one. That the ridiculous turn they made, I think is kind of offensive to me from that first origin story where it was like family and just... Oh, and, and oh it, it is it is very gradual. I mean, it is the or nine is due to come out in 2021. Also, we're on nine. Okay, yeah, they we're on they said they want to do ten and then wrap it up. And, oh, good. But uh, it, you know, uh, on the one with the rock, it was just like one or two things. You're like, well, that's a bending. But then the the by after this after the fifth or sixth one, I think it's the sixth mm-hmm. one. When there's, I can, there's literally one scene where it just a turn, you know, it's like, oh, they should be dead. But yet, they're, <laughs> and then I remember when the audience laughed at that very moment. And then it was like the movie, everything after that seemed like the movie was aware of itself. Even Hobbs and Shaw does the same thing. It's just, you know, they just, you're watching a live comic book. Yeah. That's what that's what I've heard it been described. It's like a it's like a comic book universe. Right. Where these guys are doing things that it's like, really? Why aren't you splattered across the ground? And you know You were supposed to be dead a million times. You know when like uh movies or like comic books like you know, list like the Avengers, you know, when they become movies, it's you know, like they have to find ways to make these things feel more grounded in reality uh, yeah. so there's a little bit of uh, so you can you know so you can go with the story right but with Fast and the Furious they, they don't have that it's like no we're not going to do that two guys can drive Italian cars uh, in a game of chicken slamming into each other the cars are obliterated they can still walk and then get into another fight outside of the cars and not get hurt that's they don't and they're not superheroes they're just tough dudes i mean so it's like it's like all it's almost all the, like the wrestling, isn't it? what's that it's almost like pro wrestling isn't it? oh In no it's not almost it is there's uh there's yeah. a scene when the rockets in a fight with jason statham in their first fight before you know when jason statham was still a bad guy and the mm-hmm. rock literally gives him the rock bottom through a glass table. And I mean, no, of course literally does. throws his, you know, throws his shoulder, you know, his arm over his, over his neck and then rock bottoms the guy into a, so no, it is literally, it's just, it's those, it's those things unchecked. And then just, you know, nah. it's fun. Nah, and I, and I get that. I really do. I like, it's kind of like watching, um, like you take, we were we were soldiers. You remember that Mel Gibson movie from two thousand two? We were soldiers. Yes, that really great one that he did. You take that and you and you juxtapose it with Commando, and you go like, wait a minute, how many times are we supposed to be dead in this? And oh then yeah, yeah. We are soldiers. Where you're like, okay, I can see him surviving this, surviving that. Okay, I can see this. I can see that. Steeped in reality, when Arnold is basically a, a, a fantasy world. You know, where it's like, dude, you he shot a fucking ground-to-air missile at you, and you just stepped aside, and it hit you right right on the ground next to you, and you live? What am I watching here? <laughs> but if you take it for the stupidity that it is, 
I guess you could have fun watching it, but like I said, I love that that first movie. I drug Leroy and a bunch of my friends to it after I saw the first Fast and Furious. I was like, this is great shit. This is fantastic. I I didn't think Vin Diesel could pull something like this. You know? Yeah. And then when they made, then when they made Tokyo Drift, I was kind of like, oh, oh, guys, you, you really fucked up now. The franchise, really the franchise is so crazy because at one point everybody except for Paul Walker left. Everybody, yeah, and they then did. And, yeah, all of them. and then everybody came back, and then and not only did they come back, they made people that were just bit players in other movies and made them major characters. You know, that's yep, Tyrese, Tyrese's uh, Ludacris, yep. and um, um. And uh, what's her name? Well, they were uh, all bit, yeah, yeah, Gal Gadot. Yeah, they were all small, little, damn near cameos in other movies. And then they became mm-hmm. no franchise has ever done what this movie, what this franchise is doing or has done. It is right. It is, no, I give you that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're not, right. You're absolutely. Right. And at this point, they are 100 percent aware of what they've done. Because it, you know, what they've morphed into, what they've morphed into, because there's, you know, they've even joked that, hey, our last one, we might go to space. And they think, you know, they, you know, they, they acknowledge, yeah, I know in movie one, they stole, they were car thieves and DVD and DVD player thieves. And now they're literally international spies that work in a shadow gov that work for a shadow government. (laughs) So, I mean, it is, but it they, I don't know. They they don't they, they're aware. So it's never. It's almost always tongue in cheek at this point. See, I think the there were two moments that turned me off. One was when the Rock burst out of that cast and said, "Daddy's got to go." That I was, was like, "Okay, a, that that was just hilarious." That's strike one and two. I said, that's strike one and two. Like, Fuck you, Dwayne. And then when he redirected that fucking torpedo. Oh, and like, the I'm last out. one. And fast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I was like, that's it. I can't do this. This is retarded and fuck you. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't. This is retarded. He's fucking a torpedo. Really? Yeah. It's pop- <laughs> he, he can do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to wonder if he really believes he can. Uh, oh God! But anyway, you know, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, oh, about we haven't Seth really, and- uh, we haven't really officially started the show, so uh, we'll just say uh, uh, hello, everybody. Blackbird Radio. Yeah. Uh, What's up? It's you know, Damon and Marcel. Now we'll just go back into our conversation. All right, go for it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking last night when I was watching Orville. And I got a question about Orville. Yes. That's really been bothering me all night. Is that dude on the bridge from the whatever that species is called, is he gay? Uh, uh, is and the, can uh, you be gay if, there's, if your species is all male or female? Is that gay? No, that's... There's uh, some species of frogs that are like that. They're asexual. But they're male. They're yeah. not asexual. They're male. Yeah, they're all male. But remember, they even the men can, the men can, uh, can also carry. Uh, the men have the babies. 
not the women. Yeah, they have the eggs. Yeah. Which is which was odd to me, by the way, but I don't know. I watched it and I just kept- it, it is tech it because they have women and for I forgot what the reasoning was that they've like they uh they go through like uh reassignment. Uh, yeah, they go. Yeah, it's a transgender reassignment when they're babies. Yeah, when they're it's born. because they're, they think women are weak and stupid and all that. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. Well, it was all some that. something I forget. They get it. They have a whole episode about it. Well, there was. Yeah, some, I just watched it. Yeah, I forget what there was some event that that made this line of thinking because it wasn't always that way. So I didn't um, see the child yeah they talk about it no you don't see it they talk about it was some event that happened that made uh made them come to the decision to all change their sex to male and not do you remember what what, what, what year that was was that the first year or the second year uh, i think it was the first season See, because I just watched a full episode of the baby being born a woman and then the whole trial of trying to reassign them. Right. I didn't see anything about about that incident. So I'm wondering if there's another episode. Maybe. Deeper into it. But it, it is almost like their culture is uh, forced uh, homosexuality. It is absolutely it is. I mean, and I think and that was kind of the point. I think that was kind of the point that McFarland had with you know with even having it because it, uh, there's, there's several shows based on that guy's culture alone because it was just it was it, so I think you know I think uh, they did that on purpose so he could use the use it because uh, every episode is steeped in some kind of social issue. It always they all have a message. Yes. They all have a message. Just, right. just yeah, like you know, this is the Star Trek show he wanted to make, but um, we're not going to get another episode, another season. Unfortunately, I like the show, and uh, but it's not going to get a season three because the, it uh, it just didn't uh, uh, didn't get the viewers they wanted because the show is so expensive to do. I could probably tell you also a reason why people didn't like it. I think what happened was people like myself. Who are who are trekkers? Who really loves the Star Trek and lore? When we watched Orville, it's like we just saw Star Trek with funny moments, and it's like that's basically what it was. was. Even he says that's what he was trying to do, right? And that's and I think that was the problem is a lot of people didn't get that that's what the point was. It just said, "Oh man, you just ripped off Star Trek and just put some humor in there." Fuck you, dude. I'd rather watch actual Star. Well, he. And I, 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 I think that's the problem. No, I, 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 I don't think. I think it's just. I think it is what what they said it is because we don't do that to like Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is beloved by Star Trek fans, and I just actually I just showed Eloise that movie last week for the first time. She'd never seen it, and uh, she you know she loved it. And Galaxy Quest is beloved by Star Trek fans and it's just a it's a, they say it's the best Star Trek non Star Trek movie. I mean so if it's if 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 it's there yeah you know if it's I, I pe- so. people will if you know yeah. if people like it they like it. I don't think you know I think it got canceled because it was too expensive and in these days where uh where you have a show that they're kind of iffy on doing anyway, because he was very he was very open about it. It's like 
uh, Paramount wouldn't let him do a Star Trek, or, yeah, Star Trek show, and call it Star Trek. So he went with uh, he went to Orville. CW with or- Orville. Yeah, but if this I, I kind of the the characters are diverse, you know, and I I, I I I enjoy that aspect of it. But I just couldn't get past that all male society, and if they're gay or not. You know well, what I mean? Well, it was like, I guess, I guess and, and it, I guess it is gay. And for all the listeners, I'm not saying this to be anti-gay. I'm just curious if if they would consider themselves homosexual. You know what I mean? Because well, there was just it was just weird to me watching that at that 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 culture do their thing and be so adamant. But then again, there are a lot of Middle, Middle Eastern cultures that are the same way. That if they get rid of women, they would. Yeah. You know, they would just they they would literally get rid of women. There are a lot. Of well, 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 the well, well. Look, look at women. look at what China used to. You know, they don't do it now because the numbers are so off. But you know. Oh the, yeah, they people, might they they might die out. You know that. I mean, it's it's, it's fifty years from now. China's in trouble <laughs> well, with that one child rule. Oh, they and well, all, and all that. Well, they they uh, but. But you know they were throwing away female babies. You know I know I remember. Yeah, so I mean I remember. So like yeah. I, again, it raises. We're talking about real shit based on this show. I think it was kind of purpose that they did it that way. But um, I honestly think he was. I think it's like. I mean, technically that's what it is because women do exist. But in that in that you know that shows race. But um, or you know, but women do exist. Yeah, they reassign. But they just reassign them, and then the men just uh, you know they just all fall in with with other men. So yeah, it's like a culturally forced um, homosexuality. Homosexuality. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it and, is that. I mean, what what else could it be? But it, you know, it's super foreign. <laughs> but you know, it's a show about <laughs> aliens. It was so weird. And then I watched this TikTok. Where these girls are doing that change to that that stupid you know song or whatever it is you know where they wipe the screen and they change into they were changing the bikinis and I'm sitting there going all I can think of and this is probably going to come off as a bit offensive to gay people but I'm sitting there thinking how in the hell could you look at a dude and then look at this and go like I want to do I don't understand that. I mean, I'm well, looking. It's like, it's like it's like looking at a 25 year old naked Halle Berry, and then a, a whatever. Then you look at The Rock. It's like, why would you pick The Rock? I don't understand. It's something that I can't. And I've had this conversation with people. Yeah, it's so uh, well, well, that yeah. I have. But it's but like, you sh- but, about you know at this out loud. But at this at this stage of our lives. It's it, it should be obvious that you're just of course you don't see it's not appealing to you because you're not wired that way. No, I mean, and I, and I can't think. Just think I about never... they think think about like even the type of woman you would be attracted to, and then a, mm-hmm. then a type of woman that you would be repulsed by, and you're like, but somebody's somebody's sleeping with that person, and they're just their taste isn't yours i mean it's just 
You know what I mean? It really is. Yeah, you're right. It's as simple as that. I get that. And I remember Leroy said something that I thought was very interesting. He said, I can't understand gay men, but I understand lesbian women. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm not attracted. He said this to, to, to these two gay dudes. And we were talking about it one night. And he said, I'm not attracted to dudes, so that makes it a little bit weird to me. But I understand lesbians because I'm attracted to women. He's like, that lesbians are fine to me. And I'm like, that's really sexist, but I get it. Yeah, it's just, you know. You know, I understand where you're coming from. But... <laughs> You know, it's a little odd for you to say it that way, but I get it. You know that I don't mind lesbians so much as you know, gay dudes. It's kind of like, oh, you know, it's like I don't want to. But then again, I really did some uh, introspection last night. You know, trying to trying to see some certain aspects about my character, uh-huh. and I came to the conclusion that I don't want to see anybody make out. Male, female, 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 male, male, in public. There's something about that that kind of makes me just want to. Oh, come on, guys, get a room. So you, you know what I mean. So you have a yeah. You don't like uh, too much. I mean, if public you want pet, people shows of uh, public affection, uh, public yeah, showing PDA. affection. Yeah, I don't mind it to a certain point, but if you tongue kissing. And all that's like, come on, man! It's find a room, dude, or a woman, or whatever. It's it's not like it's like if I see two dudes give a quick peck, I'm not gonna just vomit all over the place. You know, I'm not that guy. If I see a uh, 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 lesbian's kiss, you know, I'm not gonna get hard immediately. You know, but I just don't want to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and, and I thought about does that make me a bad person? And I'm like. I don't want to watch well, women breastfeed either, but I would never stop them from breastfeeding. I just wouldn't look. Well, there you go. You know that, that, that's the difference. Uh, yeah, I'm a grown, yeah. I'm an adult. I'm just not going to look. I, if, I like, it's like, I, if, um, you know, if two guys are kissing on the sidewalk and you see it and look away, you know, you're not into seeing that. That's just not what you're into. So, yeah. No harm, no, no foul. But if if you want to make a, an issue out of it or confront them, then 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 I would say one: Why do you care so much? Because you exactly. could just walk away. And, yeah. And two, you know, it one hundred percent you're being the wrong. You know, for of course for, you will. Well, yeah, I just want to make sure for people listening. I just want to lay it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, of course, of course, you're in the wrong, dude. It's like I just—it's like watching someone who's a really shitty eater, you know, and you just kind of like, oh, that's disgusting. Okay, then why are you staring? Yeah. If yeah. you think it's so disgusting, why are you looking? Turn your fucking head. You know, don't say nothing to her because it's not your place. You know, two dudes, you know, smacking lips. You know, if it's a quick peck, like I said, I don't mind. Like, I watched Tony and Winton, you know, give themselves a quick goodbye kiss right in front of me. And I think he did it to annoy me, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I think he did it just to annoy me. And he did. I'm pretty positive it was to annoy me, little fuckers. And I was like, whatever, that don't bother me too much. As long as y'all don't be swapping spit, I don't care. You know? <laughs> All right, I'm going to switch gears. Enough with your gay talk. <laughs> oh, uh, let's switch gears to the to the um, uh, uh, genius, oh. Seth or Quinn. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we'll stay in that ballpark. Then I want to ask you what you've been watching. But all right. So, yeah, you asked me a question earlier uh, this morning. Yeah. And uh, I said, save for the podcast. What was your question again? It was, who do you see as more? And don't get hung up on what they, that their genres are different. You know, one's TV and some movies, and one is basically straight movies. One's drama, one's comedy for the most part. Who do you think is more of a genius, Seth MacFarlane or Quentin Tarantino? Well, I, I I don't know if one would be more than the other because I think they both have accomplished quite a bit in a short amount yeah. of time and built a resume that is, you know, pretty pretty stellar. With, yeah. the, with, with the exception of uh, McFarland's uh, Western comedy, I mean, I, they had some definitely funny parts, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know. That's, oh, that's not that something. one with Liam Nielsen. Nielsen right? Yeah, yeah, it had some real funny things. Uh, it, it wanted to be, you know, Blazing Saddles, but it wasn't quite there. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, other with the exception of that, I think his TV stuff is awesome. Uh, Family Guy I still watch. We just talked uh, at length about Orville. That's another one of his mm-hmm. brainchilds and show he ran. American Dad is still on. Yeah, American Dad. So uh, I wouldn't really try to compare one to the other because I think they're both. And look at you know Quentin. Uh, he's we talked we talked about him today. Uh, we, he's uh, not only is he a successful filmmaker. Uh, writer and director he's also written movies for other people that have become classics so uh, they're really kind of both geniuses at least as, yeah. as far as I'm I'm concerned usually you don't see two people at the same time be the best at what they do you know what I mean Right. So I'm watching Seth and I'm like this dude has had Family Guy on for 20 years American Dad, I think, is going on season 16. Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, Orville only lasted two seasons, but whatever. Ted, that stupid movie about that stupid bear has made billions. You know, hundreds well, I of think, millions I, of well, I think combined they made close to a billion. Yeah, well, whatever. I may have overstated, but let's yeah. say hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for both of them. Yeah. And it's like, where does this stuff come from and then you got Tarantino who's done nine movies that are going to be talked about and shown a thousand years from now assuming they're still storytelling as long as people are telling stories in the medium of movies his name will always and forever be mentioned yeah and as long as there's some form of comedy American Dad will always be mentioned Obviously, he'll never catch Matt Groening in The Simpsons. I mean, they're they're an institution at this point. Yeah, what's what's it been? Thirty years they've been on the air now. Yeah, eighty-seven till now. So yeah, at least. You know, it's kind of like that that phone that phone uh, text conversation we had, where it's like. I, it took me seven years to watch each one of the Star Trek episodes, uh, the whole series. And it's like, I can't even imagine doing that now. I mean, it took 
30 years of watching The Simpsons every Sunday night. Think about that, man. 30 years of watching. Uh, it's so archaic. Now you can just binge watch it. That'll yeah. take you two years to finish, to finish it, probably. But can you imagine that? Having to sit there and wait a week for your show to come on and then having to wait a summer for it to come back. Hey, I I can't it's it's so far in the past. But anyway, I went off on a tangent. I if I really had to to if they had a gun to my head and I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably pick Tarantino. Um simply because I think he has better dialogue than anybody since Shakespeare. Whoever Shakespeare was, well, his he has excellent dialogue. I kind of akin him to early Woody Allen. Because if you watch old Woody Allen movies, it was the yeah, same way. Right. The dialogue was just, you know, you're like, holy shit, I've been watching this movie for 15 minutes and it's just two people in a, in a dining room table talking and yet I'm yeah. still riveted. You know, yeah take away the creepiness that he is but <laughs> but but I when even like when like Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown even though Jackie Brown he just adapted he didn't write the story but he right. you know all that all that dialogue is him though and uh, <gasps> and you're like uh, that guy it was obvious you know then it was like okay he's and then when you see other filmmakers imitate his style like it's so you, you, see, you see someone with like ultra snappy dialogue uh, only directors that or writer directors that come to mind are Kevin Smith and because yep. he's really good with dialogue also and yeah, um, yeah. even his bad movies have great dialogue but um, him Tarantino Woody Allen uh, God, sometimes Spike Lee he has moments when he writes certain characters but there's not a lot but he's so profound, or he's so profound. When whenever you see someone imitating um, Tarantino, you can totally tell they're oh, imitating Tarantino. Yeah, I mean that's how you know he's good. You can't really put your finger on what they're doing. You just know it feels different. And he hasn't messed up yet, and that's what's even more brilliant. Yeah, but he, done, he didn't have a huge body of work as far as you know. Even Grindhouse. If you really step back and then watch it again, it's brilliant. Oh, you know? it, it! I, I mean, his is the. It's way more just talking and driving around, but it is. Uh, it is a fifty-minute setup for a five-minute joke. I mean, it is. It, the, it's all about the last five minutes where the girls are stomping the shit out of Kurt Russell. You there? Yeah, I guess I guess Anchor just I might have to spend money on this app. <laughs> I'm getting tired of getting cut off. <laughs> so I think by the next show we'll just have an unlimited amount of time we can record because I think I'm just gonna get the premium version of this. Alright, so you're five minute joke stopping the show of Kurt Russell. Go. Yeah, I it was a five minute setup for a uh you know, it was a fifty minute setup for a five minute joke because I think each movie was about an hour, but I thought I have to agree. I thought it was really good. I mean, it was mm-hmm. like people complained about, oh, there's not much that goes on, but that's kind of the point. It's all set up. It's kind of like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was kind of the same thing. 
it was the setup for what was going to happen in that last 10 minutes of the movie that you know it became a blood fest at the very end but it was very you're watching this slow this this actor have this slow descent into realizing he's past his prime and then it was just so you know i i, I it was very low key but i he can i wouldn't give other directors that 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 um leeway with a slow burn if they didn't have that good dialogue just good uh, you watch a good scene and it's just you're not at all worried about where is this going because you're entertained every minute you're watching it yeah every word that's spoken you're just like on the edge of your seat like Inglorious Bastards, or the or the most famous of all, of them all, the opening scene of Pulp Fiction. Yeah, one of my favorite in the Inglorious Bastards was two scenes when uh, when uh, it, this, that movie made me a fan of Fassbender because this his whole scene when and when they're in the in the basement in the basement bar and he's yeah. talking to that SS officer and and how. It's like, oh, I was in a movie and when I was a kid, and we lived. He's just built this lie so he could, you know, get through the night. And uh, that scene, and when, um, when um, his character, the same character, he's being hired by uh, uncredited, um, unrecognizable Michael Meyer, Mike Myers. Um, Oh, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. that that was that was another one of my favorite scenes. Just the way it was played out. It's like, man, that was rock solid. It's the opening scene for me, dude. That was just Oh, that magic. was also excellent. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That was magic, dude. And it was so Hitchcockian. Because Hitchcock would do that. Show you the threat. And now we wonder, now we wait and see how yep. this threat is implemented. It was like Oh, you know, he showed you the people right away. So he was like, "You knew. You just now. You're just waiting." Yeah, and that was that was that was so expertly put out. You know, it's it, he he's really big on quality over quantity. Yeah, well, you know, he's only had like nine films. You know, it's because of yeah. that. I mean, how long does it take him to write? You know, each film. You know, I mean, how much time does he does he actually put into this stuff? You know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, did you do did you do it by himself? Does he have a sounding board? Is there someone there he, he, he spits dialogue at? I don't know. I know he has I forget her name, but I know he has this woman he's been working with since Pulp Fiction. And see Pulp Fiction was his second movie. So um he uh and she kind of goes over his scripts. He writes it, and then she tells him what should be punched up, what should be dialed down, and uh, oh, she he's uh, she's his Audra. Yeah, pretty much. Audra. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He just she he writes it, and then he hands it over to her, and then she kind of helps him, you know, fine tune it. But um, I forget her name, but. Um, what was I? I was going somewhere with that. Oh, I have no idea where you're going with that. Uh, well, never mind then. <laughs> I can, wasn't that, it wasn't that important if I can't remember it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I wanted to ask you 
what have you been watching? Oh God! Um, Besides the stuff we just talked about, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> obviously, Orville. Obviously, Gotham. A lot of Family Guy because the shit's just so bad out there. I just want to laugh a little bit. Yeah, I totally, uh, I totally get it. Yeah, I just want something light laughing. Uh, I'm trying to battle through Brooklyn Nine Nine, but. Terry, I'm trying to. Didn't he ruin it? Didn't he? Has didn't he ruin it for you? He's ruined it for me. And it's funny. I can get past. I could really uh, compartmentalize things very easily. Mm -hmm. And like that's why I still like Seinfeld, even though fucking every time Kramer's in there, yeah, I know what a piece of shit Kramer is. But uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I I watch Brooklyn Nine. And uh, and when I see him now, I was like, man, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I don't even think he's, he's aware enough about himself to understand what he's saying. I think, I think it's a case. You know, well, I don't know if you saw that that uh, conversation interview he had with. Uh, I think it was Kevin, Kevin Noah and Kevin Noah was trying to school him. Mm and uh, he just was like, it was it was so obvious. He was just like not getting it. I was like, is this is this you playing willful willfully ignorant, or is this you, or is this a case of I've been rich and famous too long, and you're a little detached from reality, which I think is the case. He just seems I, like someone that's I'd be terrified, dude. Well, yeah, he wants to keep his job. He wants to keep that yeah. bankroll going. Yeah, and he's been he's been comfortable for too long. Yeah, he doesn't know how to like John Boyega that shit and just lay it out there. Yeah, and I really think he's flat out terrified that if he's not on the white side of this argument, he'll lose everything. I don't know that's, where he, I don't know where he grew up. But that's what I feel when I hear his words. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's funny. The DL said something similar. And he's like, that's probably, you know, he's like, how can you, you know, say these things? And if anyone doesn't know about Terry Cruz, just look it up. I don't want to get in. We, uh, at this point, you and I have talked yeah. about him at, at nauseum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I don't think uh, the DL was saying the same thing about him. But he he thinks he's like he was probably always afraid of losing his job because he's like he's like I I'd be damned if I let some dude just you know fill up on me and get away with it not right. without any kind of repercussions. He's like, I get not putting yeah. your hands on him because of who you are, but uh-huh. you can't let that shit slide. See, that's what I kept saying. It's like, oh, it, I agree. I, I I agreed with it. I remember when we had this when it first came out and we talked about it. I agree with you, but I think where his head was at was like, I got to keep working. And this is at a time when Terry Crews wasn't, you know, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. You know, he was just still an ex football player trying to make it in something else. But uh, uh, so I think yeah. that's where it, I think that's where his head was at. I guess where his head still is. I mean, oh well, even on a bigger level now because he's he's actually a, a household name. I mean, a black supremacy. It's like 
do you even understand what the word supremacy supremacy means? means? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't say that if you actually knew what you were saying. <laughs> At least right. I hope you, like you don't understand what that word means. How utterly even we have to have we are in to order have to have a that. supremacy. We have to be the majority. We are only we are less than twenty. We're less than twenty eight percent in this country. There's no way we could become a supremacy. And even if we, even if our numbers were less, we'd have to be running everything, which we are not. It's not like uh, apartheid, where all the people that were there was fewer white people, but they had all the power and the money and the guns and the yeah, they had everything. They had the you know they had the 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 police and the military backing. We do not have that, so there's No. no. It isn't even not. It's not even conceivable we could be a supremacy. But they even like say that. But even say that. That is like the equivalent of all lives matter type shit. You know what I mean? It really, is. yeah, it really is. He just doesn't. He does. He just doesn't get it. It's like, dude, we can't. Even if we tried, we don't have the means to keep white people down. We don't. Yeah. You know, and it's like I said, even if we had Wakanda, you know, with all their technological advances, it would be nay impossible to even then. You had to, keep you, had to down. you had to nerd it out, didn't you? But bring it well, I know, I just, I just, it was funny. So it kind of clicked, you know. <laughs> but it, it, he just doesn't understand that, and it's, it's kind of sad that. He refuses to. to I, I, I don't know. It's like blue lives matter, all lives matter, firefighter lives. I don't know. It, it's all different. It's, well, it's so funny. It, I forget who said it. I forget who said the quote, but um, someone was talking about blue lives, and, and he goes, "Well, you can quit. It's a it's a regular job." Yeah. And people and people talk like. Like it's an attack on police. Who's like, that's funny. It sounds like people are just fed up because I don't know any songs called "fuck fuck the fire department" or or right. uh, "fuck these EMTs." No, it's, <laughs> it's the fuck police. The surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one's it, saying "fuck the fire department." No, and that's the <laughs> point. It's like you've got to understand that there's a reason why, you know. And yeah, I I, I don't know. So. Anyway, I'm trying to power through that, and it's almost impossible. The wife is watching Haven, and I totally forgot Edgy Christian showed up on that show. So I don't, I don't even know what that show is. I don't either. It's a really weird show with a weird town, and she's loving it. And I just kind of peek at it from time to time when Ed shows up. Um, you know, that's that's about it. I watched that that movie you wanted me to watch. Um, the Highlander movie, uh, The Old Guard. Yeah, yeah, it was a Netflix original with Charlize Theron and uh, a bunch of people um, who had no idea who they are. <laughs> yeah, there's no idea who these people are, and there's obviously going to be a part two because they found the other one in the water somehow, some way. After 500 years, I guess one of the locks must have rusted. Um. I saw something else. I think I watched that movie or something, but I can't recall. So I'm done. What have you been watching? Well, let's talk about the old guard for a minute. 
Um, I really liked it. It was very, yeah, it was very, um, um, Highlander-ish with yeah. the concept and very kind of John Wick. You, you said like little John Wick, little Highlander, which, yeah, yeah, I agree. It was like both, but I really liked it. I had fun with it. And, uh, you know, black woman director. Oh, really? Gina, yeah. That. Gina Rice, uh, Gina Price, <laughs> Leatherwood. Her biggest claim to fame was Love and Basketball. That long ago? Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> well, she's done. She's done a lot of other stuff, but that was like her biggest movie since did till this. She's got kind of a crazy story. She tried to, how how uh, initially she was going to uh, have a, a Marvel property uh, oh, really? make into a movie, and that's what she tried to do, and it fell through. And then Netflix called and and offered her this, and she took it, and I think she did a great job with it. I mean, I. Especially since none of the stuff I've seen from her is like action orientated, she seemed to be able to shoot action pretty well. I don't know. I just I just kept thinking Connor and Duncan are rolling over in their graves right now. It was just it just it was just so. I mean, I I felt like they they just took the concept, added a few things, removed a few things, and said, "Ah, movie," and. I could not get past that. I'm like, and plus, plus, a lot of the fight scenes were in like in, like in hallways with guns. I'm like, I've seen this. This is John Wick. You know, this is or that or that um or old boy or Daredevil. You know, oh, well, I didn't feel you, you're not. That this was anyway. You're you're not wrong. I mean, it's it is very similar of those movies, but I didn't. I wasn't mad at it. I liked it. I had fun with it. Well, I wasn't mad at it either. It was just hard to get past that. I mean, Charlie Theron was her brilliant self as always. You know, she's a brilliant actress. Um, that really tall black lady, you know, she did her part. She was good. And whoever, whoever that, you know, fucking Bond villain was, he was all right. You know, um, the guy who was experimenting on him. You know, this. Yeah. You know, this was a. The old, you know, it's based on a comic, right? That doesn't surprise me. That does not yeah. surprise me. That does yeah, not surprise me. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, image. It's an image comic. That company sounds familiar. You know, McFarlane. McFarlane oh, that's started. Right. That's why he started. Okay. He left. He left Marvel and started Image. Yeah, that's right. Okay, forgot. Um, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. Yeah, is this office still down in uh, Milwaukee? I don't know. Uh no, no, no. His office isn't. Uh, Dark Horse is in Milwaukee. Yeah. Wait, did he do Dark Horse too? He may have done a title or two on Dark Horse, Dark Horse, but he's he runs and owns Image. Because Image, Spawn Image came and... out of Dark Horse, no, right? No, Spawn came out of Image. Man, how oh. did you stop reading comics? Jesus, this is oh, dude, it's been like, a long. It's been it's been a long this is, time. I'm I'm giving you ancient history right now. <laughs> uh, Spawn, dude, this, Spawn was one of his so first. Long. Spawn was one of his because when he started, he did uh, 
he took some, you know, he took um, a few other writers with him. He took Lee and because he broke off, he did like the uh, "Who's coming with me?" You know, Tom <laughs> Tom Cruise thing. And, Tom for, and there was like, if you, are you sick of you know working for someone and getting just a pittance? Uh, you know, you create a character with me. I, you know, obviously I own part of it, but you also own part of it, which no one would have ever done up until McFarlane left. Also, what McFarlane started, he was the only one doing it. No one else was doing it. He's the reason we have, like, glossy print in the comics now, not, like, just a you know, colored newspaper. Because when, when he left and started Image, he was like, no, we got to stand out. And he was the only comic, they were the only comic, them and Boom, were the only comics that were putting out comics on glossy you know, on glossy paper. Hmm. I did not know that. That's interesting. So, and it, so, and then when uh, I forget the Chris uh, Lee, I think the guy who wrote for Spider-Man left. Uh, and so he only had like five or six titles. Now that sounds went, vaguely familiar. The Spider-Man guy leaving to go with McFarlane. That yeah. sounds familiar. And, yep. uh, uh, they, you know, they started, they came out with the max, the pit, um, um, Spawn, of course, that was their yeah. biggest title, and a couple others. You know, and, one, and obviously, Spawn is kind of like Batman. Uh, the yeah. Pit is kind of like the Hulk. I mean, they had like their, you know, uh, and so, but but they were all early early titles of Image Comics. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on an Image Comics blowjob, but <laughs> right. I, I was impressed with the way they came up. Um, so what so are you like? Uh, okay, well, it's so funny. Uh, I got, it's weird. I've been watching uh, Hannibal because yeah, now it's available it. on net, Netflix. Yeah. This was a show I had zero, <laughs> zero interest in watching. Mm-hmm. I wa I decided to watch one episode because uh you know how when you watch stuff on um when you click on something on Netflix it kind of gives you a trailer. Yeah, whether you want it or not it shows. Right, right. And he was showing him this cooking this uh he was cooking some food and then I realized it was he was cooking up like a person. Yeah. And I was like, but it looked good. It looked like man, I want some of that. <laughs> Anyway, I was like, all right. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch one episode. And then I never did it. And then Heather came by one day uh, and she came by. Eloise was with her grandparents. And she's like, what are you? Can I just hang out? And so I was like, well, I was going to watch Hannibal. I'll watch an episode to see if I want to continue or not. And she's like, oh, I heard about that show. And because uh, the show was very popular, it was one of those shows that, like, why did it get canceled? No one knows. Yeah, because it it had they had the ratings all the way through, and now it's on Netflix, and they're talking about maybe bringing it back for a fourth uh, Netflix original uh, fourth season. Anyway, um, I watched we watched the first episode, and then we're both like, "Wow, I did not expect it to be this good." And then we end up just mainline like six more episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so uh I, I've been watching Hannibal. It's it's actually really good. Um another show I started watching because it's on HBO uh HBO Max is um Doom Patrol. 
Yes, that's on. Um, it's on right the DC. DC. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot, DC has a button on on HBO Max, which I thought was very odd. I think the days are numbered for the DC app because a lot of their shows are now on HBO Max. It's like HBO is absorbed them, and uh, it's, hmm. it's, it's it's counterproductive to have a button on another network. Why you have your own dedicated, your own dedicated, you know, how much does HBO Max cost? Um, it's it's the most expensive uh, of all the streaming services. It's uh, HBO, of course it is. They've always it's uh it's fourteen bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought. And and if you and that's because and I mean, I already had HBO now. And so it cost me nothing. It just switched over to HBO Max. Oh, but if really? Like so if H- I have HBO yeah. now, just like on Comcast, I'll just get Max immediately. Yeah, you then you you have HBO Max if you already had HBO Now. No, so. but it's only streaming, correct? What do you mean it's only streaming? Well, I have Comcast, so is there like a channel for it, or do, or is it an app? Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, HBO Now is an app. I don't know. You probably just have. Uh, you probably just have H- HBO Now is basically what HBO would be for someone who has cable. So you probably have HBO now, Max now. I bet you, if you look for it, it the font is all different, the color is all different, it's HBO, because that's the way it was for me it was just one day, it was still HBO, but it just said HBO Max and it was like the font and the color scheme was different and and the uh, options of what you could watch increased it was a little, you know mm. okay, I'll um, check it out yeah, um, uh, one thing I did watch, I started watching on that DC button on HBO Max is the Harley Quinn cartoon. Have you watched any of that? I've watched it on Facebook. <laughs> I, watch it's uh, interesting. I don't want my Batman cartoons to be funny, but that that particular show has it's it's a comedic bent to it. But it, but it's real crass humor, and it's like uh, it's, it is. It's definitely one hundred percent an adult cartoon. Oh, yeah, it's not. Absolutely. It's not. It's not for kids. No, but I, I, uh, my buddy Tim told me about it, and I was like, I don't want to watch a funny Batman. And then after the episode was over, I was like, I literally laughed out loud a couple of times. It was just funny, so yeah. I started watching. It's actually not bad. No, it really isn't. I'm gonna probably watch it this weekend. I've been putting it off, putting it off. I've seen like some of it on, like I said, on Facebook. Watch. Um, oh, that's what I've been watching. Um, Sorry for your loss. Uh, you told me about that. I haven't got a chance to check it out yet. So, what is sorry for your loss? This uh, the the one that the witch girl she um loses her husband um in an accident, and you just see her trying to deal with his death. You know, because apparently he was the linchpin between her, her sister. His brother, her mother, I mean, he was the linchpin of the whole family. Now that he's gone, everybody's got him. Uh, the okay. little girl, she, she's been out all the drug addict, God knows how long. The mother is OCD, clean, clean and she owns the business. It's, it's, 
depressing, but it's interesting. I'm on season two. I'm on season two. Uh, like episode eight. So it's almost over. It's not bad. Yeah. Oh. It's not funny. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He knew he Man. Um, oh, I was wa- I'm watching uh, season two of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, uh, I, I, really, I found that I, out about yesterday that it's out. Yeah, I really like that show. The first, so weird. That show's first uh, four episodes in season one were a little slow. God, but no I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it was just laying track because once like five hits, it just takes off, and it's the same season two. It's a like a run. It's like a run to the finish line. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll watch it. I can't. I'm not gonna rush to it, but I'll watch it. Yeah, that one's also a series of uh, graphic novels. I forgot about that. Yeah, I never, I never I'm read a- those. I'm waiting for Blacklist. That's all I'm waiting on. Oh, <laughs> oh see um, and that was basically what I've been watching. Oh, you know what? I was revisiting. Uh, I found out. I came across something that I did not know. You ever seen like a movie, and they the, the in the movie something like an event happens, and you're like, oh, that's very similar to another movie. And it's almost like they copied it, almost like a mm-hmm. recycled a recycled bit. Spielberg does this uh, a few times, but remember in Indiana Jones when the the Japanese guy was going to interrogate uh, Mark oh, was it Marco Kidder? No, she wasn't Marco Kidder. No, that couldn't have been. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, well, that he, real he's gonna, thin woman with the bug eyes. I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah. Know. He was going to, like, yeah, interrogate her. And he opens up his, um, he takes, uh, he uh, takes, like, looks like nunchucks out of his pocket. And then you realize it's a hanger for his coat. And, but it's like this real buildup, like you think it's some kind of torture device. And then, you know, and, and that's the joke. He ends up doing turning this and twisting that, and next thing you know, it's a hanger for his jacket. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a little funny, a little bit, little little hint of humor. He did that exact same bit in 1941, his movie 1941, which was one of his biggest bombs. Yeah, one of his and, only true failures. And uh, well, I'd say there's a more than two. What was your other one? No, I said one of his only. I mean, I'm sure he's had other. Oh, I thought you said his only two. No, no, yeah. That's the one that jumps out at you if you know anything about filmography. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1941. Look it up, folks. It's garbage. Hot garbage. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyway, he he did this bit in that movie, but no one, everyone hated that movie, and no one, so a lot of people didn't see that movie. So he so he thought he'd just try the joke again because he loved it so much. He moved the joke into Indiana Jones, and no one has ever said ever until like recently, "Hey, this is the exact same thing you did in 1941." But <laughs> <laughs> no one has said shit. And in fact, if you talk about this scene, people will refer you to you know, Raised Lost Ark, not 1941, even though he did that one first. 
Oh, uh, I know what I meant to ask you. Speaking of movies and all that, um, and TV stars and all that, what do you think about what's happening to Ellen? I don't know a ton about what's happening, but uh, I heard that. I mean, I've been reading like little things uh, that she's been. Uh, people are complaining about how she treats them, and she's going to mm-hmm. be part of a lawsuit of former employees, like uh, disgruntled with the way she treated them. Yeah, and, she's an asshole. But I've heard that throughout the years that she's been difficult and that she's not as nice as um, she portrays herself to be. It was the same thing with, uh, well, uh, you know, I don't think I'm not making a comparison because she's also gay, but it was the same thing with Rosie O'Donnell. People were like, uh, she's so great. And, but everyone who worked with her was like, no, it's a, it's an act. She's, she's fucking awful. (laughs) She had the same exact reputation. Yeah. Ellen might quit is what I'm hearing now and reading now that she might actually just walk away. And my thing is, I always thought she was mean. She had that look in her eye of just being just a mean person. And I saw what she did to Mariah Carey and tried to out her about her pregnancies. I'm like, just punch her in the just punch Ellen in the mouth. <laughs> there was a Ellen got worse, and I think she thought she had a suit of armor on after she came out. Yeah. You know? And I think that's when her attitude went even got even worse. Was that oh, I'm gay now. You can't say or do anything to me because you'll be an anti. You'll be you'll be a homophobe. So I'm gonna do what I want to do. And that's the bullshit because I've heard Brad Garrett said it best. He's like, oh, everybody knows she's an asshole. Everybody. So it's been known for years, you know. But she's so popular that nobody. Did anything about it? Not so. Yeah, wait, wait. But now in the Catholic culture, she's in trouble. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah, she's in trouble. Her show, her show's been on too long. I'm surprised she hasn't been canceled anyway. I mean, what's it been? Fifteen years? Yeah, but the show's wildly popular. I mean, that's why she's been on for so long. And also, when she outed that lady for taking an extra hat, you know, for her sister. On worldwide TV, yeah. I no, kidding. I don't. I didn't see that. I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> she put a bunch of memorabilia out on the table and told everybody to take one, and then she set up hidden cameras. And this lady bought, took one extra hat for her sister, and Ellen outed her on worldwide TV for taking the hat. No. I'm like, why would you do that? It's a fucking hat. It's like five bucks. You know, I, I just thought that was just a low, horrible thing to do, but she did it anyway. You know, also she has a uh, policy and a no talking to me policy, and the guests on her show must. I guess they have to what? They have to dance. Eventually. Oh no! See, I would never. I wouldn't do the show. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna make me dance. I'm not gonna no. do that stupid shit. And I've never liked. I didn't. I didn't even like her. Like I watched a couple of her stand-up specials back in the day, and I was like, "Actually, hey, right. you know, she's not that bad." I watched her show Ellen. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I watched her show Ellen. It, you know, it was okay for the time. 
Yeah, you know, what was it, the late, ni- early 90s, mid 90s, something like that? Yeah, it was early to mid 90s. And the 90s have been are so long ago, it's like it's starting to become a blur. That's <laughs> when shit happens. It's like, I don't even remember. It's like, wait, was that mid 90s, late 90s, early 2000s? I can't remember. Ah, ah time's flying so fast. Oh, so what else um, well, that's kind of been it, but one thing, uh, did you get the Peacock app? Uh, NBC put out their Peacock app. I, is it, it's free, right? I think yeah, I, it's free. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. I was pretty impressed with it. I was, I got it and I was going to shit on it, but I was like, it was like original stuff on there and a lot of movies on there. They got all the universal movies. Because they, you know, Paramount owns NBC, mm-hmm. and uh, or NBC owns Paramount. I think it's the other way around. I don't know which came first, but um, and then they eventually buy all of them. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, uh, I was, I was like, it was pretty impressed with it. It's actually a pretty good app. It's like a lot of old shows you can watch. There's a lot of options. It's actually. A better, honestly, uh, at the it's a better realized <laughs> debut than HBO Max was. HBO Max is a little wonky to use, and they don't they have options, but they don't have a ton more. At least not more for fourteen ninety nine. You know. Now, have you seen uh, Die Hard? Kevin Hart's new series, Die Hard. Oh no, not yet. Okay, now that's a free app, right? Or is that a subscribe a subscription thing? I don't, I don't know. His uh... I, I caught it on that. Tom Hanks has a new movie on that, and they're it's called Greyhound, and there's something else on there too. And my wife and I were talking about our cable bill, you know, and I'm like, I'm, in October, I'm. I'm lopping this shit off. Oh, shit. I told you I was going to do it. Yeah, but you say a lot of things. And I know you like your you like your sports, so I knew you weren't getting right. rid of that. So, so what we're going to no, we figured it out. What we're going to do is I looked it up. There's a package for $89.99 that has all my sports channels, just no movie channels, nothing extra. You know, has my uh, NBA TV. Well, I'm good. Now you know Hulu Plus has a has an ESPN package with just ESPN and Hulu. Right, and it, but there's there's still TNT and uh, TBS that shows uh, the basketball game. So, oh, I see. Yeah, if I could get T, if I could get TNT by itself, you know, it's like a like a like a two bucks, two ninety nine a month. I'd probably scrap cable completely at that point, you know, because uh-huh. I can find something else. Um, and then just subscribe to what we want, you know, after that, you know, get get certain apps, you know, the bill will be much less than what it is now. So I figure the time is coming, you know, to finally, you know, you're basically going to cut the cord. You know, it's wow. just, yeah, I, I knew it was coming. Did not you expect know. that from you. No, I knew it was coming. It's just, it's too much, dude. Plus the yeah. movie channels, the movie channels, 
that I have in the package really aren't worth it, worth it, because I can, there's so many subscriptions that I don't really need. What do I need Cinemax for? I haven't seen anything good on Cinemax in forever. And, you know, Stars, Stars is like five, four ninety nine. I can I can subscribe to Stars. You know, yeah. yeah. HBO, I can stream all of this stuff. So what do I need to pay Comcast for? If I can just stream it. So man, <laughs> I am yeah, I uh I am so happy we cut the cord. When we did, because at at the peak, we were paying two hundred and twenty a month for fucking TV. Yeah, we're getting to that point too. And now, yeah, I have all the channels I want, Mm -hmm. and and I pay less than for everything. And that's a Shutter, that's uh, Hulu Plus, that's HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Everything combined is less than fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. It's less, no, less than, it's less than forty. What am I saying? It's less than forty bucks. Yeah. So and cable is just too expensive, dude. And they're gonna they're gonna price themselves right out of existence. You know, they yeah. just don't. The, the The board just doesn't seem to get it, man. You You don't need to charge so much. You really don't. It does not need to cost this much. When there's so many options out there, you know what I mean, right? And then you know, for me, it's just, just, it's just, it's just, it's just ridiculous pricing. I was thinking as I was watching this commercial, where it's like two whoppers for five bucks. Have you seen that that commercial? No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two whoppers for five bucks. I'm thinking. I remember when a whopper was ninety nine cents, and it's the restaurants of McDonald's, of Burger King, sorry, were sold out. They died. Yeah, I remember that. So, yep. why did you stop, and how much money did you lose when you stopped doing it? It's kind of like cable. They don't need to be that high. They could make money, and probably more of it, if all the channels were like 100 bucks. They'd have more subscribers in quantity instead of just a few people paying 250 bucks for it. Didn't make any sense. I've never understood that business practice. I'd, I'd charge, I'd be like Walmart. Why do you think Walmart's so successful? They charge as low as they can go, and you just buy a shit ton of it, and they make billions. Yep. You know? Oh, we should, well, we're coming close to our end time again. So oh. I'm going to say, I'm going to drop this mega bomb on you. Well, it's a mega bomb for me. It's probably a minor thing for any anyone else. Uh, so subconsciously, I've been—I know—in the back of my head, we're 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 due and coming, especially in the fall, for another quarantine. Oh yeah, and I mean it's inevitable at this point. And I uh, I was playing some uh, video. You know, I have an old Xbox. It's uh from it's from two thousand, so it's original original one that's never got the red ring. And um, I was playing some old games on it, and I was like, "Man, I want to play like a, a the modern, uh, an updated version of this game." So I am going to. I'm right now. I'm looking for one that's in that I don't want to pay too much for it, but I am getting an Xbox, a new Xbox One X. Good and, for you. Uh, 
and uh, about a dozen games that I have my eyes set on. So I was like, man, when I'm in quarantine, I want to <laughs> need to. Do- I need to, uh, you know, Eloise comes by, you know, we're playing these games. I wanted to get something more updated. So that was kind of my initial motivation. And then mm-hmm. I started playing some playing some of these other games. So I was like, man, I kind of miss this. So I'm just, I'm not going to go like you and Stephanie, where you guys is too, too deep in the pool. But I am <laughs> definitely dipping my toe back into the gaming game and uh, getting a new console. Well, good for you, man. It's fun. It's it's you guys you can download apps on it. I mean, it's they're yeah. they're multi use things, man. It's not just games anymore. It's not like our old uh, Nintendos and Ataris and shit. You can do a ton with this stuff, man. So yeah, it'll be fun. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. All right. Well, before we get cut off, man. Uh, might as well say goodbye. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm just like, no, I'm just going to cut it off in mid-sentence. I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm just going to sever it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to so, be like, uh, like a, what's, what's, what was that show that faded to black? Um, the Sopranos. We're yeah. We're off in mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We will see you next week. And... Uh, yeah, that's it. I'll talk to you later, Marcel. Peace. <laughs> See you.